रहा है हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रीफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट द सिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम उंगली ऑन जी टी I'm Rod Serling. You're listening to the Zero. Rest your eyes. Exercise your imagination. This week, Bill S. Ballinger's best-selling novel, The Pursuit of a Damned Couple. The wife of the red-haired man. Starring Patty Duplaston, John Aston, and Howard Duff. In Elliot Lewis's production of The Zero Hour. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Zero Hour. Sponsored in part by Quaker State Motor Oil, Alka Seltzer, and Mem. This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. And now for the concluding episode of the Wife of the Red-Haired Man. After seven years in prison, Hugh Rohan has returned to claim his wife Mercedes. In a confrontation with her second husband, Albert Turner, Rohan panics and murders Turner. Out of her love for Rohan, Mercedes Turner collects her jewels and her fur coat, and together the lovers flee. After long weeks of painstaking work, they've traced the couple to Kansas City. But once again, Mercedes Turner and Hugh Rohan evade them by splitting up. She to take a bus to New Orleans, he to drive their car alone. But first, this word... I want to teach a lonely child to laugh more. I want to learn the pain of loving hard. To open my door and know my own soul. I want to be free. I want to be young, and I want to grow old. Emily is dead now. She died in her brother's car. He was driving, and he was drunk. I want to be here in the world when peace comes. I want to trust because I want to grow old. Stop driving drunk. Stop killing each other. Write to Drunk Driver, Department Y, Box 1969, Washington D.C. for more information on drinking and driving. A public service message on behalf of the U.S. Department of Transportation. I'd been right. Roadblocks had been set up on highways leading to New Orleans, but the police were looking for two people in a gray compact car, and the bus I was on was stopped only long enough for an officer to question the driver. He was waiting for me in the nearly deserted hotel on Tupelo Street. He was in bed, 
temperature raging. He seemed fuzzy with his fever. Although he did struggle out of bed to greet me. So glad to see you. I thought you weren't going to come. He's sick. Oh, no, it's, it's just a cold. I froze driving that heap without my coat. You were right about the roadblocks. Come on now. Get back in bed, honey. Okay. Oh, that's better. Phew. It's hot. I'll get some aspirin. No, 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 that's okay. Stay with me. That's the most important medicine. That you stay with me. All right. What about the roadblock? Oh, they stopped me. I'd had my gun and I shot my way through, but they didn't even ask questions. Man alone, blue car instead of gray, different plates. He, he said you have shot your way through? I told you, Mercy, I won't go back and I won't be separated from you again. Here. Christmas present for you. Perfume. My favorite perfume. You remember it. I can't ever forget anything about you. You want me to ask where you got the money? All right. Where? Kansas City. I had a part-time job. Stock boy. Just to buy me a Christmas present. Is there a better reason to work? I think it's the best present. Oh, I have something for you, too. A pipe. With a bowl trimmed in silver. You remembered. Honey. Remember before we were married? You told me if you had me, and you were a doctor who smoked a silver-trimmed pipe, you'd be content. That's all you wanted. Yeah. Merry Christmas, honey. <laughs> you don't, please. <laughs> I don't <laughs> What happened? Mercy, what happened? <laughs> I don't know. Life. Life happened. It's so unfair. Yeah. Mercy. Hmm? You remember I told you that I knew what the cop was thinking? Do you remember? Yes. Well, we got through the roadblock, but he hasn't stopped. He's on to us. He knows what we're planning. Yeah, no, he's going to find me. And you know... Hugh, please. Please. When he finds me, I'm going to kill him. Rohan and the woman got through the roadblock somehow. Probably repainted the car and changed plates once again. Split up, perhaps. Only one of them was in the car when it passed the block. Scores and I went straight into New Orleans. I knew my man by then well enough to know that he needed a port city from which to escape the country. Oh, they'll ship out from here. Yeah. Well, they'll sure have a fantastic selection of ships. They're all covered. Every ship, boat, plane, bus, everything's covered. 
Well, you know, Will, you're assuming they're here in New Orleans. They're here. I'll tell you something else. They'll be looking for passage to an English-speaking country. Someplace where they won't be conspicuous. So? What's the game plan? We're here. We wait. They've got to move. They can't stay. And the moment they try to leave the city, we've got them. Murder one. Judy, do you remember what I told you about all that high-speed turnpike driving you're doing now and all that power equipment on your new car? Yes, Caleb? About how they can make your engine so hot that the oil thins down so it may not protect your engine? Yes, Caleb. Now, how do you tell if your oil's too hot? Just watch the temperature gauge. Nope. That just shows how hot the radiator fluid is. Oh, I know. When the oil's too hot, that little red light goes on. Nope. That just tells you the oil pressure's too low. Well, how do I tell if my oil's too hot? Fact is, you can't. Then how do I know my engine's protected? Make sure you're using quality oil, like Quaker State. Quaker State's specially made to stand up to high engine heat so it can keep right on protecting like an oil's supposed to. Is that the reason you always recommend Quaker State? That's one reason. Quaker State, your car, to keep it running young. We'll return to our story in a moment. 200 million people live in America today. Within 30 years, our population is expected to increase by 50% to 300 million. President Nixon, in his recent congressional message, expressed concern over the impact of population growth on the quality of life in America. Specifically, the burdens it will place on education, health, transportation, employment, housing, and our natural resources. At our present rate of growth, we would have to build a city the size of Tulsa, Dayton, or Jersey City every 30 days for the next 30 years to accommodate these additional 100 million Americans. A Planned Parenthood study shows that our population growth can be slowed if voluntary family planning help is made available to every family that wants it. Planned Parenthood provides family planning help all over America right now. Overpopulation. It's everybody's problem. Support Planned Parenthood. from the hotel the next morning, although Hugh still had a fever. I found an old rooming house, a private place the police would overlook. We were the only paying guests. It was a marvelous old home run by an ancient southern lady who appeared too frail to keep up such a place. But she cleaned and cooked and tended her overgrown garden. And for two weeks, Hugh and I didn't stir from that house. Finally, of course, Hugh had to make contact with Bert Crossley, the convict he'd known in prison. The man who gave us our passport. We were disappointed to find that Bert was back in prison. But he had a brother, Flip, who owned a bar just outside the Vieux Carré and might be able to help us. He went to see him. Friend of Ber Brother Bert, huh? Come on back to my office. What do you want? I I served time with Bert in Bordeaux. I'm uh, I'm Red Cargill. Let's get rid of a question. You what? Plenty. I and my wife want to get out of the country. With a lady along, that makes it rough. I can pay for it, rough or not. You you have five grand. That's what it'll take for two passports. I have it. Where do you want to go? Australia, New Zealand, any place you speak English. England. No, no, not England. 
Or Canada. Okay. Don't come back here again. Where can I reach you? At this number. That's where the stand. I don't know how long it'll take. But when I call you, be ready to move fast. And have the five grand ready. Agreed? Yes. Agreed. George and I sat there for three weeks. There was no sign of Rohan or the woman. Hotels, nightclubs, planes, trains, buses, ships. All covered, not a trace. I wasn't worried yet. I knew Rohan was someplace in the city. I could feel it. Sometimes he seemed so near, I half expected to bump into him around the next corner. Scores, however, had a problem. I gotta get back, Will. Homicide bugging you? Well, the office is swamped. Yeah. When are you leaving? Flight this afternoon. What about you? You gonna stay? You can depend on it. We waited for Whit Crosby's call. Afraid to leave the house for a minute. One of us must always be close to the phone, Hugh said. As the days passed, he refused to sleep. Certain that Crosby's call would come in the middle of the night and he wouldn't hear it. And so his tension increased directly because of his lack of sleep. He paced the room continuously. Back and forth. Pausing only to listen for a telephone that never rang. Please, honey. Please lie down. Has that cop gotten to him? Is that what's happened? How could he? Because he knows what I'm doing. I told you that. I told you he knows everything I think, every move I make. You. Hello? Cargill. Mercy, it's him. Listen. Yeah, yeah. Get down here right away. You'll leave in an hour. Just you. But my wife. Listen, no time to waste. Can't get you to Australia, but a ship I know. The standing off. Gonna drop a crewman for an emergency operation. I can fix the captain. Where to? Ireland. You better take it. The ship's not berthed here, but I can get you aboard in the launch. She's got a day's call in Miami, and your wife can join you there. Percy? Take it. That's a good idea. Okay, I'll be right down. After scores left, I spent my time haunting the docks. A hundred times I thought I saw them, walking along the street or hurrying out onto a waiting ship, but it wasn't them. And gradually, a strange feeling occupied me. I lost the conviction that they were in New Orleans. Somehow, in some way, I felt certain they'd eluded me, slipped away. But how? How had they accomplished it? I made one last circle, walking from pier to wharf, covering as much of the waterfront as I could, one last time. Then, tired and thirsty, I stopped in a small bar, a place where seamen hang out. I met a Jamaican, a wiper, bought him a drink. Charles! Oh, need this drink, man. Just out of the infirmary, appendicitis. Ruptured? That's rough. Captain had to set me ashore between Galveston and Miami. Nasty beat of business. What ship? Dermuid, out of Sydney. Captain Larson's master now. Now I need another berth. That shouldn't be too hard. No. I'm sorry I missed it, though. Sailing to Galway and Dublin. Never been there, you know. You said the Bermuda uh, was sailing to Ireland? Right oh. First protocol, Galway. Any stops between? One day only, Miami. Of course. Freak up. Galway, of course. I don't let my family run to the medicine chest every time something bothers them. But if my husband or one of the big ones tells me his head hurts and his stomach feels upset, 
Then I go get the Alka-Seltzer. It has specially buffered aspirin with antacids, made for just those things. If he still doesn't feel all right, I'll call the doctor, because nothing else I can give him works better than Alka-Seltzer. Mother has to know these things. Alka-Seltzer, use only as directed. This guitar is part of my life, the way lots of beautiful things are, like men. I mean, see the way my mind works? Music and good-looking guys. But those men better smell good-looking, too. I like them best when they wear English leather. English leather is like a beautiful folk song to me, fresh and natural. So all my men wear English leather, or they wear nothing at all. You'll find a large selection of English leather Christmas gift sets in fine stores everywhere. The Zero Hour continues after this. Where does today's girl learn to be tomorrow's woman? At the movies? On television? Helen, darling, your floors are so shiny. Yes, John. I used Brandex polish just this morning. Brandex. Helen, will you marry me? Somewhere, between the super sex symbol of today's commercialism and TV's Brand X image, impending womanhood is alive and well. And where is that somewhere? Wherever there are campfire girls. Campfire reaches the girl reaching out for tomorrow and puts a promise before her. The promise of personal development, of friends and fun, the promise of womanhood. Campfire takes today's girl to tomorrow. I drove alone from New Orleans to Miami, not daring to stop. The captain had arranged for me to be brought aboard, and soon I was with Hugh again. Two weeks after that, we were dropped on the shore outside Galway, an old Irish port there almost from the beginning of time. We drove from Connacht to Connemara through hamlets with names that fall from the lips like notes of music. Moycullen, Trindilly, Derenine, Alina Hinch, moors and rolling hills, and the gray rock crags of inlets sprayed by the lead-colored waters of the Atlantic. Near a tiny crossroad settlement by the sea, we found a little three-room cottage, whitewashed, cleansed by rain, and bleached by the sun. We could run no further. That's where we would stay. One night, eating our dinner by a turf fire. Take it away, Mercy. I'm not hungry. Do you hear it? There's something walking abroad tonight. Your imagination? No. Listen. It's only the wind. I hear it. It's there. It's the past, out there in the night. I'm going to boil some water and, and, and fill, fill the tub. A hot bath, honey. Good for your nerves. Come talk to me. I'm busy. To the police. City. What are you doing? If if anything happens, accident, anything, 
Look in my pocket. What are you saying? Only that I love you. The Dermue had hadn't made a scheduled stop in departure in New Orleans. It wasn't carried in the Fort Bulletin. That's how I missed her. By the time I'd gotten the information on her, she'd reached Dublin and sailed on. The police in Ireland are a national organization. We alerted them, and ten days later, they informed us they'd traced the couple. I wired Superintendent O'Hara not to arrest them yet, just to keep them under wraps. On an island, there's small chance of escape. With warrants for the arrest of Hugh Rohan and Mercedes Turner and papers for extradition, I flew to Ireland. From Shannon, I took a bus to Limerick, Limerick to Galway by rail. In Galway City, I was met by Inspector Green. You have the necessary papers? Yes, I have. All in order. I've arranged for you to stay at the hotel. The papers will be approved this night. Oh, you're uh, not planning to pick them up until tomorrow? No, it's a bit of a drive to the cottage. Here's my car. Are you carrying a gun? Yes. Well, we don't carry them here. Well, you better tomorrow. It won't be necessary. He's armed. I know the man. He'll shoot it out. That would be foolish of him. Well, is it all right for me to carry mine? If you insist. Yes, I, I can arrange it. It's most unusual. I found it impossible to sleep that night. I'd been after them for so long. For nearly two months, I'd held onto an invisible tether, the other end loosely fastened to Rohan and Mercedes Turner. Now at last, when morning came, the final slack would be gathered in. I lay in the soft bed wondering what Rohan was doing. Did he know it was his last night of freedom? Did he hold Mercedes Turner in his arms, warm in his love? Through that night, Hugh lay close to me. He spoke only once. I'm cold, he said. Please keep me warm. I kissed him. And his lips were like ice. In the morning, he arose early, shaved, dressed with care. We sat together at the table having our coffee. It had begun to rain. What are you planning to do today? I don't know. There's a beautiful abbey at Kylemore. Shall we go see it? Perhaps. But it's a gloomy day. Those cars outside. I've been expecting them. Give me my gun. Hugh, no. Please, no. No more killing, Hugh, please. We're officers of the law. You're under arrest. Don't, Hugh. You're not a murderer. Don't. They won't separate us. Not ever again. Hugh, no! I stood in front of the cottage door, the rain splashing against my collar, running down my neck. The end of the trail, the line drawn in. Suddenly the door swung open and Rohan's revolver stared me in the face. I threw myself to the ground. When he fired the second time, I shot him. Williams! Are you hurt? No. Lucky bit for you. Yes. Yes, isn't it? Yeah, if you don't mind, uh, I'll go in alone to get the woman. 
Mercedes Turner. I'm Mercedes Moab. Your husband is dead. Yes. Did you know there were blanks in his gun? Yes, I knew. Did you put them there? Yes. So he wouldn't kill again. He didn't know. I tried to stop him. Maybe it's just as well. Williams, this was in his pocket. Thank you. He said, in case of an accident, to the police. New York City. I alone shot and killed Albert Turner. My wife, Mercedes Turner Rohan, was not responsible in any way. It's signed Hugh Rohan. <laughs> you are listening to Mutual's presentation of the Zero Hour. machine in America is right at your fingertips. And that means pointing out pollution whenever and wherever you see it. Like that smokestack you pass every morning that's always spewing smoke into the air. Don't close your eyes to it. Take a stand. Point it out to someone who can do something about it. It'll make you feel a little better and America look a little cleaner. People start pollution. People can stop it. This message brought to you on behalf of Keep America Beautiful and the Advertising Council. That concludes this week's production of The Zero Hour. Bill S. Ballinger is the wife of the red-haired man. Next week, we'll begin another exciting dramatization of a tale of mystery and suspense. We'll tell our story in five days, at the same time, Monday through Friday, so on Monday, rest your eyes and listen here to The Zero Hour. I'm Rod Serling. Today's episode brought to you in part by Quaker State Motor Oil, Alka-Seltzer, and Mem. 
This is the Zero Hour on Mutual Radio. You have been listening to The Zero Hour, a presentation of the Mutual Broadcasting System in association with Hollywood Radio Theater. Heard every weekday at this time. Rod Serling is your host. Zero Hour is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The Hollywood Radio Theater theme was played by Ferranti and Teicher and is now available on United Artists Records and Tapes. Hugh Douglas speaking. Tune in Monday and once again... Rest your eyes and listen here to The Zero Hour. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. हिंदी सिनेमा का सबसे बड़ा ब्लॉकबस्टर तो माकेदार होगा एंटरटेनमेंट जब करण जोहर आयुष्मान खुराना और मनीष पॉल होस्ट करेंगे फिल्म फेयर की शानदार रात फिल्म फेयर के मंच पर होंगे रणबीर कपूर करीना कपूर खान कार्तिक आर्यन वरुण धवन जानवी कपूर और सारा अली खान के इलेक्ट्रिफाइंग परफॉर्मेंसेस तो हो जाइए तैयार फॉर हिंदी सिनेमा बिगेस्ट सेलिब्रेशन वॉट दिक्सटी नाइन्थ फिल्म फेयर अवार्ड ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी फोर विद गुजरात टूरिज्म ऑन संडे एटीन फेब्रवरी नाइन पी एम ओंगली ऑन जी